0: (laughs) Sum up, come down! Part two! Part two.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back for the Sum Up, Come Down Part Two, a special Wednesday night episode. A mid-season review of uh, everything that we have done this season. A chronicle, if you will, of uh, my orgasm journey thus far. I'm going to tell you uh, what the guests uh, gave me as their assignments, how those assignments went for me. Obviously, if you want to listen to those assignments more in depth, go back and listen to the episodes, uh, especially if you're not coming. Um, So since I already came, I kind of wanted to, A, work on how to do that with another person. I know communication was a big thing. So you'll see one of those, the episodes uh, is specifically based on communication in this uh, group. Uh, also things like religion because like I feel like religion really impacts how you view sex and sexuality. Um, a lot of people had been talking about sex parties so that was something I was curious about. Uh, so yeah episode seven uh, I went to a sex party an NSFW party with my friend Betsy Carroll and uh, we interviewed Melissa Vitali, who's the PR rep for NSFW and she must be doing a fucking amazing job because besides the fact that it's an amazing uh, sex wellness club Um, It's like Raya for sex clubs. Um, They're like the number one search on Google now for NSFW. So they trump um, not suitable for work, that little acronym now it's the new society for wellness uh so that's pretty cool and then so yeah so episode seven we kind of recap the night um but we got into a lot of really interesting conversations uh betsy carroll just made a lot of really great points in that episode besides talking about the sex party which we do get to and you should listen to the full episode if you want to hear about the sex party uh this is just something that she said uh that i thought was really important um and yeah here take a listen
2: implicitly the patriarchy understands how important the female like orgasm is to empowerment. That's why that's really what the issue is with abortion and birth control. Like, let's make it difficult for women to like have a free sex life because Mm -hmm. that's a way to like control them and keep them from their identity. That's why female circumcision happens in like cultures that are all about suppressing women. They're like, okay, if we take away this like very like fundamental, like human right, there are a few things that drive us, like to eat and to procreate and like not die. That that's the whole point of it. So, like the sex drive Just, is like, strong. Feel good, yeah. So if you have, if, if if in that in some way that's like taken away from you, because for instance you don't like feel motivated by the potential of an orgasm, that's taking away a lot, it's taking away like kind of the meaning of life. Yeah,
1: I really like that point because. I always felt like I depended on a, a dude for orgasms. And it's just, it's nice to take the pressure, A, off of another person, but just like have the power in your hands to like be able to jack off whenever you want. Here's another uh, point that Betsy made that I thought was
2: awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's one feminist topic about the period. Imagine if guys had period, periods. Like there are urinals. Urinals are a machine that's made just so a guy can pee in it, like standing up. Like you yeah. could do that in a toilet. Imagine if guys had periods, there would be, like, tampon inserting machines. Like, every bathroom would have tampons. Yeah. That's the truth. Like, I can't believe it that we don't have, the way we have toilet paper, there should be tampons. Yeah. That's crazy that there's not. Girls have to go through the indignity of carrying tampons around. Imagine if we had to carry around toilet paper. I'm sure that if guys didn't, you know how guys, like, they just shake their dick? They don't, like, wipe their dick? Yeah. I bet if guys didn't wipe their ass, like, we wouldn't even have toilet paper and women would... I'll carry around toilet paper. Oh my God. In their purses. That's that's how crazy it is that we carry around tampons. Yeah. We shouldn't.
1: Do you agree or disagree? I really, like, honestly, when she said the part about shaking their dicks and not wiping their ass, I was like, holy shit, we actually might have to carry around toilet paper if like men didn't have a shithole um (laughs) this is a cool thing that uh, melissa explained um it's called enthusiastic consent um which you might think is an obvious thing but uh it's the opposite of implied consent which i will let her explain to you
3: it's turning the method off of um implied consent which is essentially going until you hear a no right right to only going once you hear a yes and how again when we when we go when we focus on implied consent which is um you know go until they hear the word no you're not focusing on pleasure you're focusing on an act of you know which doesn't always. how much can I do to this person yeah it doesn't always lead to pleasure on like both parties
2: end and that's like where all of our problems start so right because it's also just sort of by even just doing that as like by having that be your paradigm it's about me like guessing all the different things I could do, and then you telling me what are the things I can't do. It's not you telling me what you should do, what, what, what I want what you feels to do. Good, yeah. What yeah. I want,
3: what is pleasurable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we were talking about enthusiastic consent because that's basically what they practice at NSFW events, but it's what everyone should practice. Because um, it's like, yeah, do this to me instead of like, oh, all right, I guess I'll let you. Um, we talk a lot more about the event, like I said, uh, but this is one part that I thought was great for Melissa, just about um, apparel,
3: and like especially for the bigger play events, we recommend that members bring like like a robe, something afterwards, because kind of afterwards, like you want to get dressed after again. a really good orgasm. Yeah. There is nothing better than like some people call it like is it a cigarette a joint i'm a spliff gown myself like everyone kind of like we'll walk, walk around outside and like we'll just be like in like kind of everyone has like different stages of like their post glow like some sometimes you'll see like three people come out of a room like all like all like windswept and you're like welcome like welcome back friends yeah. like welcome back to the to the to real world
1: <laughs> Ooh really makes you wonder what happens at those parties right you should listen to episode seven if you want to know what our experience was like um okay and then we talk about apparel a little more this was specifically about lingerie and then Betsy makes the best point ever I'm obsessed with this point please open up your ear holes and then send this clip to your friends or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or anyone who is having sex um I, I just love this point
2: right that time is crucial (laughs) well that's interesting also that you say that about the lingerie and that's the same guy who tries to rush going in because like i've told remy i've been learning a lot about like tantra and the one of the main ideas is that you bring it's like a like sexual and like the energy involved is like an actual like soul energy that's a physical force and like any other form of physical energy in physics and it has like the law of conservation of energy as part of it so like basically the energy that you put into like getting ready to like make love is what you like bring to the other person so like if you put in that effort of like putting on laundry if that's what makes you feel beautiful you're actually like bringing in work to the sex like already and if that goes unappreciated it's like kind of like having like momentum built up and then somebody just like stopping it you know what i mean like the person needs to appreciate it and they need to like put in the work and put in the respect for it you know what I mean yeah can
3: you send me like a recording of that and I'm going to like <laughs> know when someone doesn't do foreplay on me I'm gonna,
2: <laughs> like, I'm gonna be like I'm not
3: even gonna explain they're fucking to you. it up someone else it is actually explain this to you. no it, yeah. it made a
2: lot more sense to me reading that because I'm like a science person and like I don't know it's just like this book that I read it was like it kind of said also like even in terms of if you're a couple if you move in together you take away a lot of the tantric energy automatically because the energy that you needed to do before as a couple to make love, part of it was like your commute, mm. and now like that's gone.
1: Whoa! You ever think of that? Isn't that crazy? I think that that is an amazing point. Like literally, there's nothing more frustrating than when you make an effort and then somebody doesn't appreciate it or see. It. Like it just it deflates everything. Or if you like try to fuck someone and they're just like, "I'm tired." Even that. Oh man, what an ego bust. Just sucks. Uh, and here's a final point from Betsy, um, that I just, I really wanted you guys to hear one more time.
2: So there's a real like goddess energy in every woman, um, that, that. yeah. And so like when you have like have your sexual, like tantric energy, it's not really about like sexuality. Tantra is really just about like kindness and like love and like, and so basically when a woman has an orgasm, she actually is like creating more of that tantric energy. But when a guy has one, they're just like getting rid of it all. Like, that's why guys get tired and Mm -hmm. introverted and, like, boring and lazy after they come. And women generally, like, can go again, want to hang out more, want to talk.
1: So it makes sense. Like, I feel like most women that I know or most women that have come on this show are able to have multiple orgasms. So the point to drive home is just, like, get the woman off as many times as possible because she'll keep getting more energized energized and energized and energized and energized and then have your orgasm. You know, just... Ah, then everyone's happy. And then we don't sleep next to you angry and want to stab you. I'm not saying I want to do that with my current boyfriend, but past boyfriends, oh boy, I wanted to stab them. Um, uh, Also, uh, I still accepted assignments because I figured, like, I've done it with a toy, but I'd like to try and do it manually. I'd like to try to do it other ways, uh, maybe with a person. So I accepted an assignment from Melissa, and that was to masturbate with the Chakra Bin and the Womanizer, and I loved that. That was a great assignment. Um, that's all I'll say about that. You can hear more about it in episode eight, uh, in which I interview Polly Rodriguez, because I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, if this Chakra rub is, like, really fun... Um, Maybe there are other toys out there that maybe if they can't help me, they could help other people. Um, and there's just so much more to learn. So I interviewed the CEO of Unbound, uh, which is a sex toy company and sexual wellness company. So she bought in a bunch of sex toys and explained them to the listeners. Um, you guys can go back and listen to episode eight if you want to hear all about those things or check out their website. Polly and I had one of the funniest conversations ever. One of the conversations was a debate on the movie, the shape of water and whether we think that was bestiality and whether bestiality is okay. Um, You should definitely listen to the episode. If you would like to hear that. Um, Polly also brought up some really important points that I just want you guys to hear because uh, they are more relevant than ever. Oh my God. beautiful!
4: Can we talk about STDs in America? It's a really Debbie Donner topic, but like very, I mean, necessary topic to talk about. Do you know that there's, do you know there's like a rancid throat gonorrhea right now no yeah it like you like it's antibiotic resistant as well because with a condom antibiotics there. have become so it's it's evolution it's nature but like now there, there are some STDs that are becoming antibiotic resistant mm. which is kind of terrifying
1: yeah that's very bad Yeah, that's true. Um, There is still a gonorrhea outbreak going on. I know that episode eight was recorded a while ago, but I literally just got back from LA and there are massive gonorrhea or (laughs) there are massive billboards on the side of the highway that says untreatable or antibiotic resistant gonorrhea strain going around. So if you're like hooking up with randos that you don't know if they have any diseases, um, cover yourselves up, wear condoms or mouth condoms. Um, Yeah, try to keep up try to keep safe. Um, here is another thing that Polly and I were talking about it. Um, it's more of an ethical dilemma. Um, but I, I thought it was really interesting and valid. Uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. So please write us in after you hear this next
4: point. There's a really interesting study. The economist did an article on this. I'm just quoting, just name dropping about yeah. so You guys think I'm smart. Um, but it was about pedophilia in the UK and mm-hmm. they had a hotline for pedophiles that they could call Mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't act out and actually like abduct a kid or act Mm -hmm. upon a kid. And, um, it, it, this, the study showed that it was like insanely effective. Okay. But I was talking about, but public, um, but the public found out about it and they were like, we can't have this. This is saying that pedophilia is okay. And it's like, to me, it's like, it's not about whether or not it's right or wrong. It's about like, ultimately if we can make, more open channels that aren't hurting people mm-hmm. prevent people from getting hurt. Yeah. Like why wouldn't we want to do that?
1: Yeah. I always think that that's like um, a tough one with like I, we are talked about earlier episodes, child pornography, like they can make fake child pornography um, so that people don't have to watch real stuff. But then are you creating a market? Um, I don't know. It just gets into a very um, confusing argument because you're keeping real kids safe but also you're making it more acceptable i don't know um next thing
4: but yeah okay true story i got a kegel like uh something it wasn't it had silicone on it and had like a handle and i like like i read the instructions and i was like it was like yeah you can put it in like you can watch tv go to the gym run Mm -hmm. errands so i was like okay i'm gonna give this a try because we try everything before we sell it yeah and I put it in, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to, like, walk to the gym. I made it a half block, and I was wearing Lululemon pants, and I had a fucking Kegel ball hanging out of my butt, and it looked oh like my I Because you didn't realize you had to keep it like up there? Also, I had... Like, I just physically could not. Yeah. Because I hadn't well, those squeezed enough. Yeah. But this thing was, like, massive... <laughs> and it was the summer and I had Lululemon pants on. And it literally looked like I had shit my pants. <laughs> and amazing. I had to walk like two blocks before I could find a Starbucks to go into the bathroom to like pull it out. But meanwhile, I'm just like walking with what looks like a turd in my her pants. I cut her off. Um, but
1: yeah, that episode is really fucking funny. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, this next one was inspired by. So the week before, you know how Betsy said so many interesting things. One of those interesting things was how similar she said laughing is to um, having orgasms, which is like, as she said, and I I didn't include the clip, but just trust me, she did say this. um, It's like making somebody lose control. And that's why guys are so obsessed with making women laugh. So I thought back to this article that my friend sent me when I first started doing comedy called why men don't like funny women and essentially it's just like about how in evolution women had to be the ones finding a smart guy um somebody who was going to stick around because we're the ones having the babies um and a way to judge intelligence is by how funny you are um and so guys got progressively more funny to prove that they were smart and worthy and wanted to bang chicks and women um started to find uh humor attractive and Um, so I was thinking about that, and I was like, "Oh, who would know humor and sex the best?" So I invited Dan Soder and Mark Normandon, um, because they're both very successful, very hot male comedians who get a lot of tail when they want it. Um, and yeah, we talked about uh, making women orgasm and making women laugh, and the similarities and the differences. And uh, I I really think that they're tied to each other because, like, I've never laughed more heartily than this year. Um, and that I think that's because I'm coming so hard or maybe i just have fun of your friends now i don't know um okay so here's some clips from episode nine that i thought were great but again yeah listen to the whole episode because th- this one is fucking hilarious um if you want to hear about how mark and dan have sex if you want to hear how to have sex like dan and mark if you want to hear what having sex with dan and mark is like um yeah do do this listen to this yeah, yeah. i do
5: the i do this the suck uh lap like the, like, like the lick and then into the suck.
6: Oh, to get the saliva yeah.
5: back?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Whoa. a good move. Yeah, Adult. it's a good move. How old are you? 34. See, that's you know I've things. I've been eating
5: pussy since I was about 15 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First time I went face-to-face with a vagina, I was a young man. And? Uh, oh, no, it was... Oh, that was <laughs>
6: terrifying the first time. You're yeah, like, first
5: whoa. time First time you get down there, <laughs> it's real face-to-face. And you're like, yeah. all right, we are here. Yep. Because I think a penis... I don't know. I've never sucked a dick, but uh, I'm guessing a I penis... I was terrified. But it, all right, because it's coming it's at you. It's coming at you. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the the cool. pussy... It was like Predator when he takes his mask off, where it's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. you're like, right. what the hell
6: you <laughs> exactly there's so many flaps and folds yeah. it's all wet sometimes there's hair there's a new odd smell you're taking in
1: yeah, yeah and then
5: you don't you don't get you don't learn about oh you know pulling up the hood and getting to the clit until you're 18
1: or 28 like me lol um but yeah so do it into the suck yeah the lick into the suck um, while we were talking about the lick into the suck and then like some other stuff, um, something really hilarious happened. I will let you take a small listen. And then if you want to hear the full story, you can obviously go back to the episode. I feel like this episode has just been a promo for the ep- episodes, but these episodes really are like chock full of great shit. So I don't know. I really did pick you my favorite parts too. So I, I, I feel like I'm giving you, I'm giving you good stuff, but again, I'm not giving you all of the stuff. These episodes are full of amazing stuff uh but yeah here's here's one thing that happened crazy
5: but like, oh, crazy you know, the, the crazy um christian preachers were like it's the devil so oh my god
1: nanny's here yeah. oh no
6: you guys we're gonna take
1: a short break and say hello to my grandma
6: all right let's ask her some right. cum questions <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you got to explain that to the listeners.
1: Yeah. I'm it. Ooh, isn't that a big tease for that episode? Don't you just want to go listen to it now? Uh, no, don't. Keep listening to this one, because um, we've got some more hits coming your way. Uh, here was one of another one of my favorite clips.
5: Uh, I, I have such a problem if a girl can't come. I take oh, it, me really? too. I take it same. so personally. It's like bombing. Yeah, it really, dude, it really is. It's same I, shit. The last girl I hooked up with I couldn't come. And really? I, yeah. try- I tried to the point where I was like last time I had sex, where I was like, that's I mean, that's, I just I, I don't have the physical stamina. Did you cry? No, but I was just like <laughs> I, I didn't like it. I was like, ah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, just laying
6: in bed next to her, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. What do I have to do? You're sweating. You got like, you know, a headband on. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. And you were like
5: legitimately
6: your core is exhausted. Yes, yeah, and your tongue hurts.
1: See, it's literally exactly what Betsy said. It was like bombing in the bedroom is just like bombing on stage or like guys want to make women laugh they want to make women come it's very similar um it's totally I was totally mm, good point Betsy but yeah they want to make us laugh and they want to make us come and actually that article that said that uh, men aren't attracted to funny women exempts funny men or intelligent men because those people are funny enough or smart enough not to be in- intimidated by funny women um and yeah they they like that I think Dan Soder is about to say that in this next clip. Let's see. I'll tell you this. The yeah.
5: the, the, the ex-girlfriends that I miss the most are the funniest ones. Yeah, they're Because I miss the ones where you're like, oh, man, there's nothing better than being naked and funny with someone. Yes. You're just like laying in bed mm-hmm. with someone, and you're like just being silly or stupid or just make each other laugh. Yeah.
6: Yeah, I, I don't think it's just important to uh – have a sense of humor. I think it's a must have. Yeah. Like I yeah. couldn't date somebody with jokes just going, going over her head. Ah, that happened. All that stuff. That is brutal. Have you done that?
5: Have you dated someone like that? She- and then you have that moment where you're like, you're not getting anything I'm saying, are <laughs> yes. you? Yes. <laughs> and and you're like,
6: like, huh? And you're like, wow. Exactly. What is that? That to me is the biggest turnoff. Just like you just say all this stuff and she's like, uh huh. And you're like, none of that sunk in. None at all. of that.
1: Ah, oh, it's like I queued up all of these clips myself. Uh, what else did I put on the lineup, Remy? I don't know. We'll see. What would you be more offended by, someone fake laughing at your jokes or someone faking an orgasm?
5: Fake uh, laughing at my jokes. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. be appalled. Fake yeah. orgasm. I'd, fake orgasm, whatever. There's sometimes you need to get done or you want to go to bed. I get it. She's trying to help at least. Yeah. You
6: know, like, uh Fake
5: orgasm is still with. a polite thing.
4: Is it polite?
6: Sometimes. I
4: feel
1: like it's a liar.
6: I dated a girl for a while. She was like, I will never fake an orgasm. And <laughs> that's I, was, how I I, I kind of respected that. Uh, that's, yeah. yeah, like yeah that's
1: that
5: was like her a, stance. She's like a three musketeer. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I
6: hate blacks
1: and Jews, I, uh, but I will never fake an I, orgasm. I will never fake an <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> Do you think it's polite? Do you think it's like a nice thing to. uh? fake an orgasm or do you think it's like misleading eventually i don't know i, th- I think it's a liar like i said i think it can it's, it's the anti-communication you're lying like how are you supposed to make the other person better like and how are you supposed to not be sexually frustrated and pissed at them at the end i don't know so then we got on the subject of chuckle fuckers which is um a specific it's kind of like a comedy groupie um, and I was asking about, you know, hooking up with girls in the audience and stuff. This is one of my favorite points that Mark made about how stand-up helps you hook up with audience members.
6: You know, when you think about it, from a guy's standpoint...
1: That's a, like the perfect recipe yeah. for a one-night stand. The yeah.
6: process from getting a girl's number to actually putting a penis inside <laughs> of her body is a long pro- and a lot mm-hmm. of steps if you want to do it legally and consensually. Yeah. And So yeah. this just cuts it all down to yeah. like 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, because then you think that you know them, but they don't know you. Ooh. So even if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, my God, Mark and Dan are so ideal. Like, we're going to hook up. Like, just remember, they don't know you. They will, maybe, but they don't right now. Uh, yeah. So we talk about hooking up with fans versus hooking up with girlfriends. Here's um something that another thing that Mark said that I
6: liked. It's going well, but I'm turned on by the stranger aspect.
2: Oh. Like this is just mm. purely see, objectifying
6: yeah. sexual primal there's no like feeling those
1: people though, do you care if they come?
6: I yeah, I still want to please them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's You're just my own ego. People. No, it's, no. It's, no yeah. I mean,
5: it's like uh, yeah, I didn't care if I was never going to see the girl again. I would yeah.
6: Still gotta kill. Still bury, gotta yeah.
5: murder. Bury yeah. my face. Yeah, <laughs> if I like a bury girl, yeah, <laughs> just bury my face. Uh, <laughs> but it really is like, but I care. For me, it, it matters more if I like the person. Like if I, if I'm really yeah. yeah. But for that's sure. definitely removing alcohol because when yeah. I drank, I would just. I still wanted everyone to come, but I was just like, "What's up?"
1: So gals, know this: if uh, you hook up with a stand-up. It will be easy for them to hook up with you because you've already learned a lot about them. But also, they're gonna want to make you come because they are very insecure, um, or they just want to do a good job. You should hook up with a stand-up because uh, we don't want to bomb. We d- we just want applause all the time, all the time. Give us applause. Um, one final thought from Dan Soder and Mark Normand. Got it. Um, question for you: Would you rather laugh for the rest of your life and? Not be able to come or come for the rest of your life and not be able to laugh.
5: Well, I mean I'd laugh and not come. Amazing. Easy. I don't Same. Even think that's like Yeah. Cool. I don't know. Let's I can still get hard, right? I can still oh, do totally. I can still it. Oh, totally. It still feels good? Yeah. Laugh so I, all day.
6: Do I still have an orgasm and nothing comes out? no oh damn. Uh, yeah I'll still take it'll okay. take laughing I'll still take laughing yeah
1: and sex itself is like still pretty fun oh to, like, yeah fool hey, around you yeah. Get great God. stamina
5: are you kidding me be the talk of the town right like you've been dicked down by this <laughs> dude he doesn't have an <laughs> off switch
6: exactly yeah
1: hooray so yeah I I think the moral of that episode is laughing is amazing sex is like laughing um and also if you are not coming, you can still enjoy your life. Because even people who come all the time would still pick laughter over coming. So, you know, listen to this podcast. Listen to Dan Soder and Mark Norman's podcasts. Um, Soder's is The Bonfire and Mark Norman's is Tuesdays with Stories. Um, All right. So then I moved on to episode 10. And episode 10 was about... Uh, communicating because I was just coming off the heels of really understanding these male comedians. My boyfriend is a male comedian. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask for what I want, but I can't do it in English yet because I'm still uncomfortable. Um, so I brought my friend Lisa in, um, essentially to teach me how to say, uh, in French. And, uh, she did, uh, she teaches us a number of other French phrases. Um, Basically, you learn how to have sex in French on that episode. So if you want to learn how to fuck in French, um, go listen to episode 10 with Lisa Radizinski. Um It's really fun. Um, and then I'm not going to put any of the lesson in this one because it's it's too short. Um, but here are some clips from Lisa that I really enjoyed uh, from that episode, if you don't get to hear it.
0: And
7: <laughs> she's, <laughs> about and it. she's Hi, I like, Yeah,
1: I knew it. I used to think that song was so vulgar. Now I love it.
0: Uh-huh, of course.
7: Yeah.
0: And this, the, yeah, this song... Any na 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 na, dreaming of a short dick, man, don't 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 want. know what song? What the fuck? No, what is that? Really?
1: Short dick.
0: <laughs> you don't? No, you don't know that song. It's a very musical episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I was like ten. You were way younger. I guess. Uh, you know that song? Eeny, weeny teeny-weeny, she, she wore itsy, bitsy, teeny, no, teeny, no, yellow, no. a nitsy-bitsy, weeny yellow No, not at all. The, no? the song, I think it's called uh, Short Dick. Don't want a short dick, man. Don't want, don't want, don't want.
1: No? No, I don't know it. But it sounds great. <laughs> it <is. laughs> this This um, is from the end of the episode. I don't know if you guys know this, but every episode of How Come has... The theme song after we wrap up and then like a Marvel movie, there's like an extra scene at the end. Like you ever go see superhero movies and then there's the extra scene that you have to stick around for. And only like the losers don't stick around for because they don't know that it's happening. Or maybe like the losers are the ones who are staying like whatever. Anyway, they we have all this bonus stuff. um, And this was uh, Lisa's bonus footage. And I thought it was super interesting. Um, It is about the first time that she came. I was alone.
0: I was on the phone with a guy uh-huh. uh, that I've never met. Oh, my God. But I chatted with him for a <gasps> while. Well, so I met him on AOL Messenger. So Duh. That's very long time ago. Amazing. Um, we talked for a while, blah, 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 and I liked him. Yeah. And I guess he was older than me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how old he was, but he was very handsome. I, rem- I remember the only photo of him I had, and mm-hmm. I still remember it. Oh, actually, maybe it's not even him.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> you have one photo of him, you never uh, saw him.
0: Yeah.
8: You uh, probably
1: got catfished.
0: Probably. Then you came on the phone with him. I came on the phone were with Were you him. fingering yourself? We, we were having uh, phone sex. Mm-hmm. And yes, I was masturbating. And so. Have I, you had sex before? No. Oh,
1: cool. Crazy, right? She definitely got catfished by some old ass dude. Um, poor Lisa. I love her, though. Um, she's amazing. Uh, so then this next episode was the Jewish episode. Like I said, I just wanted to go into discovering like how religion, uh, impacts, um, sexuality and stuff. So I had Robbie Hoffman and David Yarra's on Robbie Hoffman is from the Chris Gethard show. Um, and David Yarris started J swipe. So we talked about, Judaism and love and relationships and how it affected their lives um, Robbie came from a really Hasidic family and now is not in that culture uh, David was various degrees of religious at different stages of his life So we all we go through all of that on the episode um, and then here is a clip that I thought was really funny and good And you'll like
9: we're gonna be honest. Yeah today, mm-hmm. the most well, powerful that. Um, connections that I've had almost entirely mm-hmm. have only been with some people with people who were not jewish
8: mm-hmm. and is this men do you date men no okay
9: yeah they're great people i'm sure yes right. they are okay
8: because yeah. a jewish man it like when you say date like uh, marry jewish i'm i i'm a lesbian jewish person would you like that's nullified if it's gay right is it like to your parent like let's say you're gay Let's say you're gay. <laughs> uh, a Jewish man does not help your parents out. Just oh, to right, right, for right, listener, right. Why yeah, to uh, clarify for it's the a heteros- listeners, you want to be married
1: Jewish to a marriage. woman because then the children will be
9: Jewish. Yes, but I, I think that my friends who are gay and Jewish probably have the same pressure. Oh, really? Right. Of marrying someone Jewish. Okay. Yeah. Because it's you know, I feel like I mean, I don't know, so I don't want to speak mm-hmm. for them, but I, I feel like they at least some of the people that I've talked to mm-hmm. have a similar pressure. I think yeah.
8: actually the Jewish religion, as far as religions go, is pretty good about gay. Okay. Um, even the more religious sects of it are starting to deal with it. Um there are orthodox gay rabbis, for instance. Really? Yeah, and uh the conservative movement I think has is there. I think that gay there are gay Openly gay, conservative, practicing Jews. Mm-hmm. As yeah. a lesbian, uh, if I'm with a, another Jewish girl, we can have double the Jewish babies. Yeah. Right? If it counts on the mother. Yeah. So then they go, oh, okay. Well, that's well how good many for can the you team. have? Yeah. Okay. It's two <laughs> wombs. Can you be pregnant at the same? We could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now okay. We can talk. All right. Let's talk. This sounds, sounds good. good. <laughs> I like do you it? Know, yeah. But that's yeah. like literally <laughs> like, so they do ask that question.
1: Yeah. So I like that bit about the two wombs. I thought that made sense. And, uh, yeah, I, I had always, I had been curious about how accepting, uh, Jews were of LGBT people because a lot of my friends were like, oh, I wish I was gay. And I was like, I actually don't know like what Jewish, you know, think, but apparently, yeah, they're flexible. Two wombs. Robbie came in with like a lot of really great insight and information and stories and personal info and all that stuff. Um, David didn't really touch on much personal stuff. Uh, he couldn't remember his first time coming, but he did ask me a lot of questions, which led me, uh, to this next thing that I think I'm going to share with you just in the snippet, because these are my rules for dating. Um, just, I, I, you can use them. I, they're not guaranteed, but, I think I think they're good. Uh, here goes.
8: I I just I I am being heteronormative as a queer person. Maybe that's bad, but I I don't think it's acceptable for men to forget chivalry
9: so I, I, I agree hundred percent with chivalry my question is maybe not on dating apps I'm talking about like once you're on once you're already one or two chatting day. so you're not like in you're already okay. like deep in relationships yeah, so yeah. take yourself back however long until like open like into right. dating well right.
1: I was always calculating how much blue is there versus how much gray okay you never want to be the one sending you an ocean right uh, like, kind of just blur your eyes. About. If you see more blue, uh, that's not good. Yeah. Uh. Um, also, if you're sending them no. more memes, that's not good because uh, it means you're thinking about things that are important to them and they're not thinking about things that are important to you. But uh,
9: timing. Like, do you, timing, do you wait to respond or just respond?
1: So you I. play played the game. Ah, oh, this kills no, wait, no, no, me. Wait, no, no. I disagree. I disagree with Robbie, and no. here's why. I uh, s- I made this little dating manifesto actually and I wrote it like four years ago when I had just gotten out of a relationship so I thought I was guru on relationships and like you know when you just get out that you think like everybody wants to date me now and I have I have the secret. Um, the secret was I was still dating like I had a boyfriend and that's why people were attracted to me because it was this standoffish yet really chill vibe. So I always tell people, when you are trying to date somebody, date them like you have a boyfriend. If you have something to t- say and you want to do something with them or something reminded you of them, you have something to say, text them, say it casually or whatever. But don't say it so sexy that if your boyfriend found it, he wouldn't like that because you don't ever want to be the one that's like, like. instead of, <laughs> hey, wink so face, w- what are you doing? No, no. This is my Litt- favorite. Literally. You're not wrong. I don't think I'm wrong at all. No. Um, don't text them at, 2 a.m. Your boyfriend's going to see that. He's going to be pissed. Or your girlfriend. Um, Don't keep the conversations that you have with that person on your phone. Delete them.
9: After each conversation, you delete the conversation?
1: I think after (laughs) it's been, like, like three scrolls, delete it. And why? Because and I'm a girl, so, so this is coming from me, you get fucking attached, mm-hmm. you reread it, Smart. and you start to think, this is something more. Even even I'll go back, and I'll look at tagged pictures of me and a guy, or whatever. Untag them, so you, you don't have them all in one place, because that makes it seem like yep. there's a relationship when it doesn't really exist. Um, so, yeah, try and make the relationship not exist on the surface, or anything, or how you feel, until it actually exists. And then give that person your all.
9: First of all, I appreciate, well you should like, Publish this or share I it a was bit. gonna so sell it. So it to a, like, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. excellent. Um, maybe like as a, like a sort of mm-hmm. addendum or a link on this yeah. on this Ooh, podcast. Don't
1: talk about it with any of your friends. I mean, like, talk about it with only one really good friend. Like, if you had a boyfriend and you wanted to cheat on your fucking boyfriend, you have one friend that you tell. Because if you, the more you talk about it, the more real it is, basically. <laughs> I have a couple
9: more questions for you, though. Mm-hmm. So, response time.
1: Whenever you're fucking free. Yeah. So he. T- told me to put it as an addendum so it's in this episode uh also don't um don't talk to your friends too much maybe pick one friend that uh you want to chat with uh because like if you were cheating on your boyfriend or girlfriend like you'd probably confide in one person but not more than that um Okay, so then we also had a conversation on the Jewish episode about this thing I learned about in birthright called the mikvah, and you can listen back to the episode if you want a whole explanation, but essentially it's about um, female hygiene, and that got me thinking about female hygiene in general, so I read this book um, by Mika Hollander called Get on Top, um, and I brought in two friends, uh, Emily Lubin and Andrea Allen who are the hosts of the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. And uh, we talked about how Andrea is super OCD clean and Emily is really dirty like me. And the fact that Andrea still gets like all the yeast infections and Emily never has. And I've never gotten a cavity, even though I never used to brush my teeth. And like, I still am not the best. And uh, yeah, so um, we talk about that stuff. And then Oh, uh, this episode is just hilarious. Like it's side splittingly funny. If you want abs, um, these girls have the best stories. Um, we also interviewed, uh, Melanie Crystal, who's the CEO of a company called Laurels. Um, and Laurels are the first, uh, latex panty specifically made for, uh, giving women oral sex. This is what Emily had to say when we were on the phone with, uh, Melanie.
2: Do you make, um
10: what sizes do you make up to like could i get a guy to wear this because i love to rim a dude whoa
2: that we want
1: to do like make a version for dudes um, i think like having the protrusion of a penis wouldn't work with how
2: uh, like, mm-hmm. laurels are
1: made currently um but it's definitely something that we're thinking about for the future or maybe like some kind of version of it that would only cover the butt like like men, a jock but, like, strap gap, maybe
10: all the time Play do you fun, have hordes like, of dudes come out just like ready to test that <laughs> shit
1: <laughs> it's for
11: science i, I volunteer as tribute yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so many people are like i volunteer you know next round of testing <laughs> mm-hmm. you
11: know. i would i would rim i am I've done so many gross things sexually, but for some reason, rimming a man is like one of my lines. But Emily. No one's ever asked me that. She I just does it. Dives I mean, love it. Yeah, like I love it. Ass okay. monkey. What
1: do you like about it the most? They
10: come so hard, and it's unlike anything it's it's unlike any other orgasm that I've ever seen out of a man
11: because they have jerking them off and rimming at the same time
10: I can't really do the reach around that effectively they would like kind of jerk themselves off
11: okay
1: um or do nothing like how do you just lay back and enjoy are there faces on the pillow like is that
10: you can. I mean, you can do it face down. You could do it face up. You could. It's really a That's choose your you own like adventure.
1: Eat, but, but if if they're if they're face up and your head is down there, then what? Their penis is like resting on your head. Then their <laughs> then their <laughs> legs. The weird hats. I actually
10: I attach it to my ponytail yeah. and yeah. do a little Yankee motion. <laughs> no, I don't get quite so. Fruity.
11: How do you initiate it?
10: Yeah. Sometimes I'll throw a finger. Sometimes I'll just go for it. The first
1: that. time that you did it. Who was somebody asking for it? Or were you just like, I got to eat that ass?
10: There was something drawing me to the ass. Oh my God,
1: Emily. Ah, you did not expect that conversation to come out of a woman cunnilingus fucking underwear CEO (laughs) conversation. Yeah, so that happened. Uh, Here is another hilarious clip from episode 12.
11: We were talking about this the other night. I actually matched with a guy on Tinder (laughs) who who was, like, honestly, three messages in was very insistent on me pegging him. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, wasn't... You gotta do six. Six Yeah, messages. for those of you who don't know
1: what pegging is, by the way, it's wearing a strap on and fucking a guy up the
11: yes. Mm-hmm. and Yes. And I have no... Well, I don't know. See... At the time, I wasn't like adventurous enough to entertain. It was also like, why are you bringing this up so well, soon? Well, it's
10: three messages. Yeah, you gotta woo like, a woo-a girl. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> I
11: have a loft in in Bushwick. And also, please fuck me in the ass. i was, <laughs> like, like, this is really. <laughs> he wants just... it too bad. <laughs> he did want it too bad. He's like,
10: messaging, you know, <laughs> half he's... the girls on there. Sure,
11: yeah. He has like, please. he probably has <laughs> this dialogue that he just copy and paste. But <laughs> I'm begging you. I have a username, pegme6969.
10: I have a gorgeous loft in yeah.
11: Williamsburg. Yeah. I'm Peg the shit out of me and I'll let
10: you live there for two years. If your name is
11: Peg,
3: (laughs) extra points. (laughs) He's married to a woman named Peg. Peg.
1: (laughs) They're so funny. Honestly, listen to the episode. I've been saying that every six seconds, I think, on this podcast. But episode 12, one of my faves. Those girls have the best stories. Also, listen to their podcast, the Hot Mess Comedy Hour podcast. Um, They're fantastic. So after the hygiene episode, I really wanted to explore other things that we could educate people about. Um. Mainly myself, um, and I brought on my friends Ian Fidance and Jess Tom, who are both part of the LGBTQ spectrum on in one way or another. Um, he, as Ian says in the episode, he is considers himself bisexual. He has sex with trans women. He has sex with cis women. Um, he'll have sex with straight or gay men. Um, Jess is uh, pansexual and non-binary. Um, non-binary. Um, Jess is pansexual and non-binary, as they say. Um, And so th- we touched on a lot of interesting topics um, from them. And uh, yeah, so here is the first one.
12: I feel like the B in the LGBTQ community is very, uh, you know, kind of brushed over in a way, which mm. is whatever. I, I've never felt a part of that because I held inside for so long. You know, I, I've yeah. gotten a lot of pushback on it, specifically from... The gay community, which is oh, very funny.
8: Yeah, that what? sucks. Yeah, yeah that uh, yeah. it's
12: not a real thing. Yeah, and that you you're, got, you're just choose. straight gay. You and, pick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, also from the straight community, I get a lot of latent homophobia in terms mm. of germophobia.
11: Oh, oh, yeah, that makes sense to me too.
12: The yeah. idea is that bisexual people spread disease more yeah. than straight people or gay people. Mm-hmm. So. I, I mean, never you know, the, 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 the whole entire AIDS no. crisis was that uh, the reason why it started going to straight people is because of bisexuality. Yeah, and but, I suppo- uh, but, but I, I'm i saying that's that's, 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 a that's a narrative that was pushed. Right. 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 right it right, doesn't mm-hmm. make it a right. fact. Yeah. 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 You know? Oh, I was gonna just yeah, like, mess. you know, uh, only gay people getting AIDS. Right. That's, right. You know, yeah. the yeah. narrative that was pushed. Yeah. You know, but it's like.
7: But I always think
1: it's weird when people are like, pick. Oh, yeah. It's like, but
8: yeah
12: and it's not even it's not even pick it's an assignment like no you're gay like Mm. that's what you are just say you're fucking gay I'm like well I'm not gay man I don't even know what the fuck I am
1: I thought that was really interesting because um, yeah uh, you can be excluded from even communities that are excluded themselves Um, so people just kind of need to be a little more inclusive and I think I think the world's going that way definitely Um, but yeah it sucks everybody can be mean to everyone um, here is another clip from episode 13
12: You know she wants to be interested in my life But she is confused about these things So you know mm. I'll be like oh I had a date And she's like Oh, Ian, is it a born girl or is it one of your friends? <laughs> it's like that's such like a loving thing. Yeah, that I would be the asshole to be like, you know, mom, that's not a pro. You know right. what I mean? It's like, Gail, mm-hmm. I love you. Yeah, I, I get that you're trying, baby, and that's all
1: that matters. You know, it's like intention based. Like it's how you say things. Like well, as a lot long of people, as it's like with love and trying to understand. That's right.
12: That's what I think it it should be. But I feel like a lot of people say uh, impact is more important than intent. Oh. When you can't control the impact of what you say if your intentions are mm. pure mm. and someone takes it another way. What you do know? you think, Jess?
11: I think I'm I'm in an impact is mm-hmm. uh, takes precedent over intent. In that like, you know, you can step on someone's foot by accident and it'll still hurt that per- like that person still gets. Yeah, hurt, yeah, you know? yeah. For sure. Um, but that's
12: not your intention to hurt them. No, you but you can't control the, that. That happened if it was an accident
11: certainly not certainly not and i agree with you Mm -hmm. about that Um, to do it or you did it by accident but like
12: for could i could i interject uh i feel that this would be analogous Mm -hmm. um i am a uh i'm an alcoholic i'm a drug addict i'm in recovery i've been Mm -hmm. sober i've been in and out of uh recovery programs hospitals institutions since 2008 Mm -hmm. and uh i um am offered drugs and alcohol all the time yeah and drugs and alcohol destroyed my life right i've been in terrible situations i should be dead for where they led me Mm
2: -hmm.
12: very traumatic Mm. so when someone offers me alcohol or drugs yeah they aren't aware of my life mm-hmm. they aren't aware even some friends of mine know and they're like oh i forgot yeah but they're people aren't aware and in a way they're offering me a communal thing as an olive branch of hey do you want this yeah hey do you oh you may get your drink? you know and it's not an intentional thing to hurt me mm-hmm. so if i were to get mad at them and hold that against them would that be analogous to... Oh my to God, you would
1: hate me the amount of times I've tried to smoke you exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> so
12: then what gives you the right to get upset at someone when they don't know your yeah. specific yeah. name or situation because it's truly not the other person's job to know your life.
11: I agree. And it's it's not anybody's job to know anything about your life, mm-hmm. Like, especially if they haven't had resources to like learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally agree with that. I'm also just like, you know, it's not really about what gives you right to get upset, it's that people just are going to have their feelings. You know what I mean? Like, it's things how are gonna make you deal with
1: it. It's like, I am upset. Now, uh, what do you do? Or whatever. It's like, I either say sorry and I learn from my... Or try and learn. Or like, I don't but say I think, sorry and then you're a fucking asshole. But I right? think it's
12: on yeah. the other person too to learn that not everyone is going to be so socially aware. Mm. And to internalize that in a way because I, I've known people that like if you're like oh hey do you want to drink they're like i'm an alcohol. how dare you and it's like <laughs> well hey man I, i'm I sorry know. Yeah. you know fuck me for trying to include you yeah. know and and i understand the the trauma and the hurt but to blow back and then hurt someone else because of how you were slighted i can't get down with that in any regard whether yeah. it has to do with pronouns gender uh uh trauma or whatever unless you are if, a, if fucking, a fucking asshole about it yeah like, no some people are fucked, like dude. fucking like if somebody fucked at- with your fucking pronouns on purpose yeah I would fucking knock them out yeah like, you're a fucking piece of garbage dude yeah you know and no. I, I just met you like I want to fucking <laughs> well, thank you. yeah I want to fight for you Jess <laughs> thank you well I'll- that's why I wear these rings <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that conversation. Obviously, there's a lot more in the episode, but I felt like it was really cool um, having two people who uh, are both affected, um, who both can come to this conversation from a place of knowledge and a place of empathy and a place of reason and a place of humor. Um, Again, they're both comics. Um, So it's a, a great conversation, a funny conversation, and an enlightening conversation and a very educational conversation. If you don't know any of the words that were just mentioned, um, Take a listen. Um, Our last episode that I'm going to be recapping, um, 7 through 14, is episode 14. Um, And this one was about love. I had Di Guerra and uh, Yasmin Gomez on. They're both Instagram poets uh, to talk about the correlation of love and orgasms. Is there a correlation? Do you need to be in love to have an orgasm? Um, We talk about. Love and how relationships shape our feelings about ourselves, Um, how early relationships, even familiar relationships, shape our feelings about ourselves. Um, So here is a clip of Yasmin Gomez uh,
7: from episode 14, uh, where she talks about that. At that time, I stood with my dad when I was three till I was like eight years old I would say mm-hmm. so in that period of time my mom did come to visit like she yeah. came at least twice a year and make sure that she came she you know checked she in on you exactly yeah. brought me clothes everything I needed my mom would send me money and make sure that I was fine but I grew up with my dad and my dad wasn't the greatest you know at that time he was very physically abusive and you know in Dominican Republic that's very normal right. it's very normal from me- you know for fathers to you know, um, be physically abusive right. to their daughters. Because that's how they've seen exactly. other people. Act. But at the time, I blamed myself. I thought that something was wrong with me. Right. I actually felt that whatever anger he had towards my mother uh-huh. for her leaving him, because he was very much in love with my mother. It was. Did they have a good relationship? I know- they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. No. It, they were basically an arranged marriage. That was pretty mm. normal. Back in those days, they were arranged to get married. My mom was 15 years old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think my dad is about almost 10 years older than her. That's a so big idea. in yeah. his yeah. early yeah. 20s and she was 15. That is a big difference. Yeah. So at that time, yeah. Yeah. My mom said she was still playing with Barbies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Depending on
1: the yeah. age of your oh. marriage. Some girls don't even get their tits until they're like 16. Yeah,
7: well, I don't know how many how much (laughs) tits she had, but. Did but mom I have did tits uh, when she was? Smoking? I don't know. <laughs> I would have to ask her that. So I'm not sure. Don't ask how big her that. tits were. But that's if that's uh, what you take from this conversation. Uh, I gotta go
1: home and ask my mom. Do you have tits uh, when you got married?
7: I know for a fact she got her period because I obviously got. She obviously got pregnant.
13: <laughs> and me, so she must have later. had tits. Oh she God. definitely had. So tits. she must
7: have had tits. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we talk about a lot of stuff in that clip. Um, and yeah, we unpack. Some of the abuse stuff and being married at 15. Oh, my God. Um, we also obviously talk about Danae and Yaz's first time. Uh, Danae is a good one. So here is that clip for you right now. What about <gasps> you? Your first time coming? <laughs> uh,
13: um. <laughs> okay. Well, this is going to get very personal. I actually, I was probably about eight or nine. Okay. I was young. Um, but I also got my period at eight. I was. I, oh, shit. Was like I was eight. Um, that must have been terrifying yeah I didn't know what was going on I was like that? did you happening? think you shit your pants no <laughs> I it was a whole it's a it, I I just ended up getting it and my mom threw like a whole first period party oh really <laughs> and bought me a, uh, yeah and bought me a, a red tank top and oh uh, my god <laughs> that's so cute I was like what are you doing um however <laughs> actually I had a friend and um I guess she had masturbated before me uh-huh. and she told me about this great thing that she had done yeah. I should check it out <laughs> and I was like what are you talking about and, um, and then one day I was by myself and I took my friend's advice <laughs> like I'm gonna try that cool thing I learned after I did it I can remember very uh, inappropriate places that I started touching myself in. <laughs> I remember I was in my grade 5 classroom yeah <laughs> i was going at and it you? over my pants over yeah, my yeah, pants. Yeah. Not, my hands were not in my pants but were you finishing um i don't i don't think i think the when i was alone yes yeah but okay. in the inappropriate places i don't think i was finishing just- <laughs> perv honestly i feel like every kid
1: has masturbated in public at some point like by accident like they don't know what they're doing they're just having a good time Uh, Here's the last clip I'm going to share with you. It is a very important point, and if you ever have seen me do stand-up, you know this joke. I I never wanted to do this as a comic, but I kind of just said it um, out of habit. Uh, I I tell a joke about oxytocin, but this is a real fact. Oh, mm, okay. I
13: want to go home now. Yeah, it's not a good
1: feeling. Also, I I was reading this the other day. There's a hormone that's released in women. I mean, it's released in men and women, but um, estrogen makes it Mm -hmm. much stronger in women called oxytocin. It's a bonding hormone uh, Mm -hmm. that's released when we have sex. So
7: one of my background, I'm also a nurse besides being a writer. So oxytocin also is the hormone that is released when you fall in love. Yeah. So that's the reason why when you fall in love with a person and you're with them and you're intimate with them, you release oxytocin Mm -hmm. and actually has been proving that the levels of oxytocin is actually higher when you're actually having sex with someone you're in love with. Yeah. So and, what happens? And it
1: increases your orgasm too. Yes, it does. Higher levels of oxytocin. Yeah. So
7: then what happens? My this is my theory. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a nurse. But I'm this is my theory that if you're having these releases of oxytocin when you're coming with somebody you're in love with, when you have sex out of love, mm-hmm. that hormone is also. And release because you're yeah. having an orgasm. Yeah. So that's why it's very easy for women to confuse a sexual, you know, sexual encounter, encounter yeah, with being in real love, yeah. or you just actually like the guy more after you actually have sex with him.
1: Okay. So that's the main takeaway, and here's why: it's because a, I just want girls to know, like, if you are having sex with a guy and you're like super in love with him, and you're like, I don't know why. That's why Um, we produce more oxytocin while we're having sex with them than they do with us. Um, It just pumps out and then we just think we're in love with them. Um, So if a girl is taking a long time to have sex before or like she's trying to get to know you before she has sex with you, it's because she's like, I don't want to accidentally fall in love with you. Um, So it's totally cool to take your time. Um, It kind of actually makes sense now on an evolutionary level why women should take their time because like we can just fall in love with all these losers by accident. Um... But yeah, um at the end of that episode too, um I just want to share this with everyone. I think we settled on the fact that you don't have to be in love to have an orgasm. Yes, orgasms will increase if you are in love because like we said the oxytocin pumps a little harder. But um y- a lot of people can have orgasms before they're in relationships. You don't need to value yourself depending on whether you have a relationship or not. And that's something that I did really early in my life and especially in my sexual life. If I was masturbating, it was probably because I had been denied that night. Um, and then it became this thing that was kind of like shameful. It was like, oh, you've been rejected and that's why you're masturbating. No. Masturbating doesn't it it has has nothing to do with a crush it has nothing to do with love the only love it has to do with is self-love so make love to yourself as cheesy as that sounds but seriously grab your own butt grab your tits grab your balls like look at yourself in the mirror say nice things to yourself this has nothing to do with another person this has to do with you do it for yourself um you guys, this has been the sum up, come down part two. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I know that I enjoyed reliving all those episodes. We'll be back with a brand new episode um, on Sunday. Um, oh yeah, by the way, I came with my boyfriend. Um, I don't know when it happened along the way, but it did. I didn't feel like sharing it at the time. Um, so yeah, it happened. It was it, it was great. Um, but... Uh, I'm going to obviously keep going, but now I think my personal, um, assignment journey is going to be over. So the podcast coming up, you don't have to listen to them serial anymore. I know a lot of you have been listening to these in order, which I think is good. Um, you don't have to, but, um, yeah, after episode 14, uh, these are going to be, you can listen to them whenever you want. Um, I'm going to keep getting suggestions from our guests. Um, maybe we'll try and get something else out of them. Um, if the suggestions run dry, if you have questions that you want answered by our guests, um, send them in to me um, again, our famous friends at Gmail dot com or message me at how podcast on Instagram. Um, thank you guys so much for listening uh, in the spirit of self love. I'm going to ask myself, Remy, did you finish? Um, not yet. Uh, I still want to ask you guys, if you like us, please rate us and review us on iTunes. I get so many messages, but for some reason, like you guys aren't rating and reviewing as much as I would love. Um, it's okay. You can rectify it now, but yeah, write Write us a nice review. Um, so many of you have written to me being like, I came because of this podcast, write that on the review. We want to help more people. Um, okay. Remy, are you finished? Also, we launched our Patreon account. Amazing! So go to Patreon. dot um, com backslash how come if you want to get extra podcasts, extra videos. We're gonna make so much content. I'm gonna be the content queen. Um, Yeah, uh, so go to Patreon if you want to hear and see more from me. Okay, Remy, are you finished now? Yes, I am finished now. Thank you, Remy, for waiting until I was finally finished. You are so welcome. Um, And thank you guys for listening again, uh, and we'll see you on Sunday next time on How Come.
5: It's not you, it's me. I try so hard to finish honestly. They say you'll know. When you go all the way
12: from A right down to O, oh no. I think that I still got a ways to go,
5: oh, oh I'm sick of this and I have got to know. How come? How come? Come, I can't achieve. Come, I can't achieve. I'm rolling up my sleeves.
12: I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can't do it by myself. I wanna jizz. Marvel section, Marvel Marvel section. This is
1: a Marvel Marvel section. section. Again, those are just me singing in a bunch of different voices. Um, I forgot to tell you about all of the assignments for the different episodes, which was kind of part of the point to this summary. Episode 7, I said, was to use the shock rub like put it inside while using the womanizer that was great episode eight Polly recommended people to use lube i'd already used lube so i didn't feel the need to like tell you about my experience but i i support lube lube is great um episode nine dan said do what feels good um that's a good thing to do uh and mark said put something up your butt i think we need to get more instruction soon about that Uh, episode 10 was have sex and speak French during Uh, I had sex and spoke French during it didn't work out that time Uh, but yeah I said I I had an orgasm otherwise it was not in fact from a man sucking on a clit it was just more light clit action Um, a lot of people have been asking if the toy I use is suction like like clamps down no it's all air so it's like There's basically no touching. I don't know if a man or a woman, anyone could replicate it with their mouth. Uh, We'll see. But yeah, not yet. Episode 11 was the Jewish episode. I did not get any uh, assignments from that. I I just totally forgot. I didn't get any assignments from them either. Um, I don't know. If you want to try fucking someone with a strap on, that seems like a thing. Uh, Episode... 13 was Ian and Jess. I don't believe I got an assignment from them either. Uh, Episode 14 was with Yaz and Dee. And we decided that the assignment should be to give somebody body worship. Uh, Give them compliments while you're having sex with them. That's a nice thing to do. Okay. This has been the Marvel section. Marvel section. It's the Marvel section. Bye-bye.